0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams, niche nonsense, or surprisingly brilliant? You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now.
0: hello and welcome to stop hammer time my name is Phil Wielands and uh, with me today are uh, Jim grant good evening and it's great to have him back uh, he's one of the original members of the stop hammer time team uh, it is of course Don the Don Peretta hi everybody hi Don how's it going hey. yeah good thanks excellent excellent um, um, uh... next now, we haven't done one of these for a week. Uh, and during that time, we uh, – uh, well, in fact, last week's podcast was a celebratory podcast, having sort of turned a corner and uh, beaten Chelsea. Since then, uh, mixed fortunes. We uh, we played Burnley, and that ended up disappointingly. Then we had a triumphant uh, victory at the weekend, which we'll talk about. And then uh, results, uh, bizarrely, uh, went uh, totally against us in other parts of the league. Well, essentially the parts below us um, – uh, in something, a move that could have been scripted by the people that were trying to uh, create Project Restart and turn it into a, a fantastic Truman show-like uh, event with plots and twists and turns and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yes. So, um, first of all, uh, uh, we came, not crashing back to down to earth, but uh, we, played, uh, we played Burnley. And, and uh, you know, I mean... What did you make of that, fellas? Well, I, th- I thought in the first half against Burnley, we, we played well
1: and created a, a few clear-cut chances that we, that we didn't take. And the longer the game went on, the more you've sensed we were likely to uh, regret that. And once we went behind, they were very tight. They didn't give you any space to play. We kind of ran out of ideas as the game, as the game progressed in the second half, really. Yeah. Um but you know, we could easily have gone two 0 up and, and I think probably would have, you know, gone on to win it comfortably if we had. But we didn't take we, you know, we weren't clinical in front of goal.
0: Yeah, yeah. What did you make of it, Don? Um, it's true that
2: we had lots of chances. It's also true that their goalie had one of the games of his life. He uh, did.
0: Yeah.
2: And yes, yeah, we wish have put them away. However, I still thought we have the other team in our position should have, which we then showed a bit later in the week. But on that night, we kind of accepted that their goalie was going to have a good night. And and it felt to me that the, almost like by the end of it, they'd accepted defeat. So yeah. whilst it, it didn't deliver. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's right. I think, you know, the, the sort of fragility and confidence... It, you know, scratch the surface it didn't take very long to to re-emerge did it
0: no i mean i did sort of think that you know what what that game was really was was a game that if it had been in a season that was sort of going even remotely okay for us we'd have just taken that and kind of gone oh it was one of those days you yes. know as you said don their keeper played a blinder we we had chances but just couldn't convert and they nicked you know sort of a Quite a, it wasn't utterly fluky, but I mean that that sort of the header that went in the net, you know, managing to strike the bar, then creep in behind the goal line was, um, you know, yeah. think that guy meant know. that. I don't think that guy meant that header to be as good as it was. Well, it
2: came off his shoulder, so really didn't.
0: <laughs> no, no, and and actually, to the to the credit of the Burnley player that crossed it, he crossed it very early. Um, yes. And that sort of caught us by surprise. In fact, it was noticeable that it wasn't the guy that headed in, but it was another guy running towards the goal that was screaming and pointing at the area in front of him because that's obviously something I work on is just put a high ball in and have the tall guys attack it.
1: Yeah. But, you know, you could argue yeah. that Fredericks should have closed him down a bit more um, and you could argue that Cresswell was caught ball-watching. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that, it was a soft goal to concede really. And, yeah, and you could argue that, that Fabianski no longer really dominates his box in the, in the way that we, he, he did when he first came into the team, he seems reluctant to come off his line a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were similar balls that we put into their uh, six yard area in, uh, in the game uh, that Pope just came and gobbled up, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know You know I think we could have We we could Exposed frailties In the
0: defence Again Yeah Even yeah. as
1: you say It was a bit bit fluky Yeah it Come off his shoulder So yeah Yeah
0: Yeah Yeah And I mean that I think we You know We were caught out By the earliness Of that cross as well um, You know It yeah. was a It was a good cross yeah. Um, Yeah um so you know, upwards and onwards, but then, um you know on a, a saturday we we did what we had to do, and you know that game was you know what what happened against Burnley suddenly meant that a very winnable game now had a huge amount of pressure on it uh, because we were now up against one of our sort of three winnable games um, without that cushion that we thought that the Chelsea result had given us because we then, you know, we we thought we might get something out of Burnley and we didn't. Um, yeah. But we, you know, we dispatched them pretty efficiently.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, the early goal made a big, uh, big difference, didn't it? It just settled everything down, completely knocked the stuffing out of Norwich. And they, I mean, they were, they, they just looked a sort of raggedy beaten team, didn't they really throughout, yeah.
0: throughout
1: the game, but you know, you can only play what's in front of you. And then we did play very well. We created a lot of chances. Um, at Noble playing in a kind of sort of number 10 role, um, had yeah. a good game. Um, you know, Antonio was, they just couldn't cope with him. Um, and, uh,
0: you know, yeah, it was, a, it was an impressive performance. It really was,
2: I think. So, Don, what did you make of the uh, Norwich game? It's one of those games, obviously, that we traditionally don't do very well in, but somehow it all clicked. And we, uh, we came out tails up. We scored early. And uh, everything that could go well for us went well. And we could have scored eight or nine, couldn't we, really, at the end of the
0: year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Um, I mean, Jim. We were watching it together on Zoom, and and you said yeah. you know, we've got a lot of space to play, and and I mean, um, they made us look good, didn't they? I think um, you know, every, they they were uh, not doing everything that Burnley did, which was close yeah. down our space and make yeah. it hard for us to sort of play around them. Uh, yeah. n- Norwich, we seem to sort of have the freedom of the centre of the park, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can see in in one way, you know, they've gone down sticking to, to their principles of trying to play on the on the floor and play an attractive open game. But the problem is they are too open, aren't they? And they 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 reminded me of West Ham teams you've seen in the past that simply don't get close enough to the to the opposition. Don't make don't make it difficult yeah. for the opposition to play. So it was absolute chalk and cheese with Burnley, who who are masters at making it really difficult for you to play against them. Uh, yeah and do simple things directly and effectively, you know, um, you know, you just felt with Burnley once they got one nil ahead, you know, that it was going to be very, very difficult. Um, I don't think, you know, Norwich have, have have been struggled all season when they've gone, gone behind, haven't they? You know, and yet when they came in, you know, they looked with Pookie scoring loads of goals and, you know, they beat Man City at home, didn't they, early in the season? Yeah,
0: they? they had a good. They they seemed to start early, wasn't they? People were really impressed yeah. with uh, Pookie. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think he is probably good. You know, he's 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 a quick, you know, you know, nippy little kind of good finisher. You know, yeah. good striker, but in the end, they haven't got they haven't got strength in depth, and they and they, and they haven't really wised up or, or, or they or you could argue as yes, say they've stuck to, to stuck to football in principles, but it's it's tough in that league and um you know you have got to at times knuckle down and just make yourself hard to to play against. And they didn't yeah. really seem equipped to do that. Yeah, and, and it was so noticeable having all that space to pass into that you just didn't exist in the Burnley game, did it? You know and no. doesn't it doesn't exist against the good footballing teams in the league. I mean, there are very, very few teams you play in the Premier League where you're afforded that kind of that kind of freedom to knock the ball about wherever you want. You know,
0: no, and um, you, I mean, you quite often uh, have a little more room to pass around uh, against the top teams because they play a slightly more flair based sort of attacking game rather than a sort of suppressing uh, game.
1: Yeah, we sometimes do quite well against that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I
2: mean, they 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 did to us what we often do to other teams. I give them yeah. surrender the midfield. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of which, you know, I mean, it, it, again, it's difficult to judge because they really did let us play, but um, uh, our midfield looked really good. I thought,
2: yeah, definitely. I think I think uh, Noble certainly benefited from a couple of uh, days off because his poor little legs can't sustain him quite as much as they used to. And yeah. Suchek and Rice are as good a uh, defensive midfield pair as, as there is in the league. I would say now. Yeah?
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, if if they keep uh, playing as as a pair, hopefully they'll, uh, you know, their sort of rapport will develop because they do seem to uh, both, in a way, want to go forward. Um, yeah. Suchek <laughs> is incredibly good at joining the attack, but that does mean that Rice has probably got to, you know, think about staying put when that happens. I mean, you know, we were sort of playing with six up front at times against Norwich because they offered so little in, in midfield, but um, uh, they'll have to sort of find a way to, um, you know, make sure one stays back when the other wants to go on a little bit of a maraud because they feel like not dissimilar players. Suchek feels like in a way, what, what Rice would like to be.
2: I think exactly. I think Rice could definitely learn from him because the way he, he drifts into the box late and makes himself available. You know he's often the the furthest player forward. Yeah. So you know he's such a fantastic addition to our lineup. He is amazing. He really
1: is. He's been. He's we've we you know it, it's been glaringly obvious we've needed strength in that area for a long while, and um, he he's exactly the kind of player we needed. And the yeah. two of them, if we can hold on to Rice, the, the two of them as a bedrock in the in the centre, you know that that looks good. Then you've got to look at long term possibly investing big in a, in a in a kind of creative midfielder to play in front of them. Because, yeah. as you suggest, Dom, um, you know, Nobes is, is you know, t- time is, is ebbing away for him. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And he's capable That's... of the old good performance like that. But, you know, yeah, it's the legs of the, the issue.
2: Yeah, and sadly, neither Lanzini or Fornells appear Not... to be able to fill that role. Oh, in no,
1: no, I, I mean... I, I wonder about Fornaus because he has shown glimpses this season, hasn't he, of, of the yeah. player he, he, he we think he, he could be, but he's not done it consistently, has he?
0: No, and he hasn't really grabbed a game by the scruff of the neck. You know, he's, um, you know, you, you sort of think of other players that 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 have sort of come in to to play a role like that, even sort of Zarati and certainly Pi. Um, those guys look, you know, they just look like men compared to Fornaus who looks like a boy, you know? I mean, I think he might be
2: the kind of player who plays well in a good team and doesn't know yeah. what to do in a, in a not so good team. Um, yeah. I, I,
1: yeah. I think that, might, I mean, I think also he's been played out wide a lot and yeah. I, he's better inside where he can get on the yeah. ball a little bit more he, he gets around he puts himself about As, he yeah. can certainly pick a pass and he can pick those those defense unlocking passes that are the difficult ones the yeah. I mean, final ball is often really good um, you know he's had several assists in this in, in sort of second half of the season um, that have been so, you know, really lovely balls you know the one through to Bowen when Bowen crossed for the Newcastle goal for example. And yeah fantastic pass yeah so, inside the defender know. wasn't it yeah it's really good yeah, pass. And, and and he's got a, he's got the engine you need in the league he really mm-hmm. gets about and covers ground so i wouldn't i haven't given up hope on him yeah yet. no that's fair enough yeah
0: no i mean i think you know in a way i mean if we if if lanzini's not really going to return to his best it's sort of we want someone that you know. Um, perhaps they'll challenge with, with four for that kind of number 10 role with, so that four is either a backup or they just, you know, yeah. jobs that role, you know, yeah. um, I mean, in the yeah. ideal world, it could be Wilshere,
1: couldn't it? But yeah, he just, he's such a shadow of himself that, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. And, and he's been given plenty of opportunities to come on and change games. And he, and he just hasn't. No.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we'll keep on talking about this uh, after uh, the break, uh, after this message. Welcome back. Um, yes, I mean it was uh, again. You know, Norwich made everyone sort of look good, really. But I thought there was just good performances across the pitch. I thought uh, I thought we we played very well, and and if we keep playing the way we did, hopefully, you know, we'll um, we'll get ourselves out of trouble. Uh, the uh, yeah, the extraordinary set of results at the weekend, uh, you know, uh, didn't do us any favors. But I mean, you know, we're, our destiny's in our own hands. Um, yeah.
2: Scoring four goals against Norwich was a really good thing to do as well, because yeah. it's worth an extra point because, you know, the teams below us, their goal difference is far inferior to yeah. ours. Yes. So, um, yeah. And that is definitely.
0: Yeah. And if we re- remain, uh, tied neck and neck with Watford, we've got, you know, probably four or five goals over them in, in goal difference, haven't we? So yeah. you know, it's worth, um, it's worth a point in its own right. Um, now, uh, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is um is uh this particular guy now uh, um as you may know uh the poet john cooper clarke uh has had as his muse. Uh, for the last decade or so west Ham united rather than rather than a woman he loves or or a particular cause he espouses, uh, I think his creativity has been sparked more than anything by west ham united and he 's written uh, another poem which I will try and sort of do justice to by uh, by by doing it in in uh, like him uh, to the best of my ability so uh, here we go um, <clears throat> He parks his motor where he likes. He made Rudiger say yikes. He's not the same as other Mikes. He's Mikhail Antonio. There has been a huge improvement in his touch and in his movement. He's discovered where his groove went. He's Mikhail Antonio. You never knew what he would do. Was he going to pass to you or would it go straight to Giroud? He's Mikhail Antonio. He'd trap the ball, then set it free. His shots would end up in row Z. But he means the world to me. He's Mikhail Antonio. He'd dribble and get dispossessed. His greatest asset was his chest. But now he's better than the rest. He's Mikel Antonio. He'd pick a pass like David Blunkett, get a chance, and then he'd flunk it. He's the bollocks. Who'd have thunk it? He's Mikel Antonio. He's come on in leaps and bounds. He's worth 50 million pounds. That's not as stupid as it sounds. He's Mikhail Antonio. Oh, that's a that's um oh very good. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Cooper
2: yeah. Clark. Yeah, Mr. Cooper yes, Clark.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: yeah Was um, it Professor Cooper Clark now? I think it is. He's, uh,
0: yeah, Doctor <laughs> Doctor, I think Doctor, doctor John Cooper doctor. Clark. Yeah, yeah. Um, um,
1: um, and he's and he's um, he's zeroed in on the striking improvement of our makeshift striker. Uh, I mean, I have to is, say, you
0: know. I have to say, I thought that performance against uh, Norwich was was quite extraordinary because he was doing a lot of the things that, you know, we we often felt were perhaps not entirely in his wheelhouse. Um, you know, there were some lovely bits of sort of guile. There was a great, um, you know, he he had two defenders on him and he backheeled. He did a cheeky mm, yeah. backheel to Gerard Bowen. and I've never yes. seen him do anything like that. You'd see Arnautovic do something like that. You'd see, uh, never seen hopefully. him do that. I mean, um, I
1: think it's been. It's, I mean, it's not. I mean, he was exceptional against Norwich, but that wasn't. I mean, he has been exceptional since we've come back. Yes, uh, he has. Well, part, well, not not that everyone was crap in the Wolves game, but um, he was exceptional against Chelsea, and and uh, you know, and uh, yeah, he the
2: world, bullied so much, didn't he? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, he's he is too hot to handle at the moment. So it's an extraordinary thing. He's come from sort of the player who nobody seems to quite know exactly what his best position. is. Is to, we all thought, oh no, he's not really a central striker. We were all saying that after the Wolves and Spurs games. Yeah. You know. um, but suddenly he's looking like a kind of sort of, you know, neo dropper, isn't he? I mean, I just did it yeah. transformation.
0: I uh, mean, you know, at the grand old age of like 30 or, or whatever he is, I think he is about 30, he seems to have, um, yeah. you know, he seems to have developed. You know, often footballers pretty much get as good as they're going to be by the time they're about 25 or 26, and then they stay there. But um, Antonio, you know, they're just absolutely things that you thought were not in yeah. his skill set that he was yeah. doing against Norwich. So here's um,
1: the interesting proposition, because the last time Moyes was manager uh, and kept the team up, he got a tune out of Arnautovic by moving him from a wide attacker to a central role and suddenly he started yeah. scoring goals for fun and now he's moved uh, although he wasn't the first to do it he is he's is getting a tune out of antonio as a makeshift center forward yeah, uh, yeah are we going to give Moy some credit for for making those two players better players i don't know
0: yeah, yeah i'd hope so i mean what do you Not, think on
2: uh, nah sorry <laughs> he just got lucky <laughs> on oh, was a great footballer long before he came to west um, so uh He could play well wherever he played. It just something clicked. I don't think it had anything to do with Moyes. And I think if you look at the career of Michael Antonio, he's been improving all the time. He has such a great attitude towards improving his game. You know, when he started, he didn't have a left foot. And he, he made absolutely sure that he could shoot with his left foot. He worked and worked and worked and worked on it. And now he has a fairly decent shot with his left foot. He's much better in the air than he used to be. I think, you know, maybe... You can give Moyes a little bit of credit for recognising that Antonio has come on. But I think all the credit should go to him for his hard work. And his unbelievable. Dude, he just never, I,
1: I never think stops. I think he's a consummate professional. And I, I love his, I love his, the, the, he plays with a smile as well, doesn't he? He's, yeah. he, he, plays, yeah. he loves the game, you know, just, um, I've always liked players who, who you sense, you know, would, would, even if they weren't playing in the Premier League, you know, and and, and had, would still be playing in a park and loving it. Well, I
0: mean, it's like, that's like so many players that, that. come. From, that's like so many players that come from you know lower leagues or non-league, isn't it? Like Ian Wright, like Frank McAvaney. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, those absolutely. players, you know, they appreciate
1: the opportunity yeah. they've had. I think. I mean, I think, I think he's he's bloomed
2: late. I think because of that very reason, in that mm. he he wasn't part of the you know the. The machine, you know, the uh, the youth yeah. system, and the schoolboy system, and he found his own way. And uh, m- you know, he's had to learn to adapt to what you know natural attributes he has as a, a you know an amazing athlete, and make them work inside that you know the yeah you know, the, the framework of a, of a team like West Ham. And he's finally yeah. got there, and it's it's yeah. it's wonderful. It's absolutely
1: wonderful. It is great to see. I, I mean, mean, he's um, like a lot of. As you, you say, athlete. I mean, you know, he's a sprinter, isn't he? And what I mean, yeah. he's fast, um, and he does like quite a lot of sprinters have relatively lengthy careers, don't they? They don't necessarily, uh, can, you know, they, they they often kind of, you know, come into their own in their late twenties and, well, and thirties. You Christie's sense a kind that physically of point, he's becoming, yeah, exactly. So you sense actually, even fact, in terms of his pace and his power, that seems to be. It's not that he's kind of. Um, uh, you know, got more wily or, or, or whatever. He's he's as pacey and powerful as he he was when he first came, if not more so.
0: Well, I think his stamina has improved as well. I mean, he, you know, we we were talking last week about the fact that when when he first came, he seemed to sort of. Um, quite often have a problem if he played two games in a week um, he seemed often to flag inside of you know a 90 minute game whereas he seems to be had a you know seems to be able to go the whole game now seems to his sort of engine seems to have um you know improved a little yeah bit. I mean I also think you know and again this might be to Moise's credit that that you know certainly against Norwich there were just players closer to him. You know, as yes. we've, we've got Suchek yeah. who gets forward, uh, Bowen gets forward at every chance. You know, under both Bilic and um, Pellegrini, quite often, if we were playing a four, five, you know, one with Antonio up front, he's basically, you know, like Andy Carroll under a Sam Allardyce team, just wandering around on his own, sort of yeah. trying to control long balls with, you know, the top of his head. Um, yeah.
1: That, that's been a big change since that, that Wolves game. He was noticeably isolated, wasn't he? Yeah. There was nobody yeah. within you know, 20, 30 yards of him. Um, whereas now, very often you'll see Suchek or um, very often it's four hours kind of running and but yeah. like Bowie, running ahead, anticipating that he's going to get a flick on or whatever, that, that sort of sense that you do, you know, if you're going to play with a with a with a with a lone big man in the middle, you have to get bodies close to him. you're absolutely right. Otherwise, you know, even even the strongest, best players are going to lose the ball because they're going to have two centre halves close to them, aren't they? You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I
1: think also the quality of balling from Cresswell has has uh,
2: been uh, a joy to behold in the last couple of games as well. He seems yeah. to have really got uh, going
0: again. Yeah, he used to be greater. I mean, you know, part of that. Uh, 2015-16 uh, team, part of what made it good was, you know, it wasn't just uh, Dimitri Payet, it was um, that Jenkinson and Cresswell were both sort of pretty close to the peak of their powers and just putting crosses in, talking of that, you know, that Burnley early cross, that's something Jenkinson used to do, we'll tell you used to get slightly past the halfway line and start thinking about crossing. Um, yeah. And it was fantastic because we hit them early with crosses all the time, you know.
1: Um, yeah. I was pleased for Fredericks to get that assist as well and sort of.
0: Yeah. Uh, Very to... good assist as well. I mean, he yeah, did... yeah, it was. No. And
1: you feel, you know, he hasn't quite won over the majority of fans as he? he's had a stop start, you know, career, yeah, short career just... so far. He's another one who you feel, oh, I haven't lost hope in you yet. I still think you've got pace to burn. And, yeah. you know, there's clearly a player in there. You know, I, yeah, um, you just have to hope that that we can stay up, kind of, you know, properly steady the ship, make much more sense of, don't just go chasing some marquee signing who's got an amazing YouTube highlights reel, but actually look at the squad and where it needs strengthening and, um, you know, try and build a team, you know, that play for each other. And, you know, that's what my hopes are for next season anyway. Because I think we've got some decent players in there. Yeah, I think we need I mean, a goalkeeper. Though I think Fab is has past his peak. Something's happened to him. Yeah, bridge. he's not the player he was. Definitely not. Yeah. No, I think we need a goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. sort of one to challenge. You know, one to perhaps be to challenge him. Um, Randolph's not good enough. Randolph's not that. Uh, no, he's
1: okay as the number two. He's he's yeah. fine as number two, which of course Roberto wasn't. And then the the Roberto catastrophe. You know. Did, did have a big part to play in where we ended up at the first half of the season, didn't it? Shock, yeah. shocking decision that was. It
0: really ter- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the weekend's results were, I mean, just bizarre. I, I watched the highlights on Match of the Day of those two games last night, didn't know the scores, and I was literally watching the TV going, you are fucking kidding me. <laughs> It was. are really fucking awful. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. what, what's happening? It's just but, extraordinary.
1: Palace have been on the beach with their sunglasses on, sipping beer, yeah. for some time. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. No uh, excuse for Leicester, though, is there? My God. No, no. no. What happened? That. I mean, that. Well, it was a. It was a bit of a catalogue of, of misfortune from their. You know. Sort yeah. Of misfortune from their point of view, but. um yeah, they they they've got to play somebody else. They've got they've got Villa or or, or one of our rivals, have not they, still to play? And haven't both Villa and Bournemouth got City to play? Man City. I think
0: so. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't I know. I
1: mean, Man City are not in the mood at the moment, are they? To they're, they're 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 few. You know, they're still. He's got them seeding. You know, they're they're not letting people off the hook. They're not putting their feet up, are they? So, no. Uh, you've got to expect them to win both those which means yeah. they've only got two games left, one of which for Villa is against us. And hopefully it will all be sorted by then. You know? Yeah, yeah. Beat, beat, beat Watford and we are fine. I
0: think. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. mean, Watford, you know, both of, the, what, both of their goals against Newcastle were penalties, you know. I mean, yeah, from the highlights that I saw, they didn't look like they were really getting any joy from uh, open play at all. No, they've got some decent players, Watford. They have, I, have
1: yeah. I, you know, they will stay up as well. I think. I think the bot, the current bottom three, will will go down. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, I, I. It might be that both teams look at it. It's it, it's kind of got a potential nil nil written away. Yeah. Yeah. They might and go actually a point each here, and that'll probably be enough for us.
0: Um. um are we at home?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. Such such as that is, but um, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, well, the yeah. The difference it makes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I think we've got some momentum, a bit of impetus after that last game. I, I didn't think we played for, for 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 you know forty minutes. We played pretty well against Burnley. Um, uh, carrying on, we played quite well against Newcastle. Probably should have won that, apart for some sort of sucker punches. Played yeah. very well against Chelsea. You know, so so I think since Tottenham game. You know, there's been been more positives than negatives, really, in terms of the, the general play.
0: I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you've got to you've got you've got to fancy us in this little set of closing games. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. one,
2: one thing I think practically we need to stick to, and that is to start with Bowen, and for Yarmolenko to come off the bench because I agree. Um, he is so much better coming on with 20 minutes to go. There was times in the I think it was at the Burnley game where where Bowen was in some really good positions while they left and just didn't do anything with them was if Yarmo had still been on the pitch, um, you would have expected at least one shot on target or something. So I think yeah. that needs to continue. Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 Yamo is, um, you know, he's just a great technician and uh, is going to make something happen. He's just, he's not terribly mobile. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean he's tall, he's just a big bloke, so he doesn't you know, there's yeah. a lot of him to move around the pitch, isn't there? Like, you know, like like any sort of big footballer like Andy Carroll, you know. Um, but uh he's you know, coming off the bench, I think Yarmo's great. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Alaire as well. I mean, if he can sort yeah. of you know work out a way to make substitutions earlier. Well, that-
1: that was his preferred front three for the last couple of games before the lockdown, wasn't it? The, the yeah. There with Bowen and Antonio, and it, uh, uh, we were saying, especially after that Southampton game. In fact, they played very well against Arsenal as well, didn't they? They did. It's it's a that's a pretty good front three. Um, yeah. So yeah. he might go back to that. He might go back to that. You know, Alè was very unlucky not to not to score with his first touch when he came on. Yeah. yeah absolutely and you know that he's going to win every single ball in the air so yeah. yeah he does win headers so if we get people close to him and that's what they were starting to do against the southampton yeah. they were getting fight to him and yeah, yeah watford are that kind
2: of team you know that kind of team where you can pump the ball in and against them and see what happens
0: yeah mm. yeah yeah absolutely
1: so uh, he uh, scored twice against them in the um in the game early season game over there didn't he yeah,
0: yeah. he got, yeah. He got a great yeah yeah absolutely the crisis period yeah yeah um, yes uh so i mean i guess predictions is what we're talking um
1: i've i've got a feeling that that both that i think they'll both be cautious i think if it's going to be i think it'll be a tight game i, I think we will nick it 2-1 2-1 don
0: uh
2: i'd say 2-2
1: Two two, a draw. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I think my, I think sort of my head says one all, but I think I might go three one to us. <laughs> I think if we sort of like, you know, I think if, um, yeah, you know, I think if we if, if we can um, get sort of two one up close to the end of the game, we'll get a third. I think they might sort of collapse a little bit. You know, I think they're still not terribly confident, are they? It's like, um you know, they're they're um, they've been on a slow decline, haven't they? I mean, the last, yeah. you know, I think they struggled last season, didn't they? Didn't we tonk them on the last game of the season? Last we did uh,
1: near the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: right. we went we went we there, last.
1: didn't we? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's like yeah. four yeah. nil or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Antonio bullied them again. Day.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, so I,
2: I think. I think the only caveat for me is that Troy Deeney is the kind of forward we, because we traditionally not do very well against. He's that yeah. big bully yeah. of a guy. So that's my caveat. But apart from that, yeah, I think. Yes, I think yes. We're them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm sort of um, thankful that uh, Ogbonna's in the team. Uh, Diop is quite easily bullied by a sort of canny, big centre forward. Um, but, and uh, you know, Ogbonna less so. So I think that's going to be in our favour.
2: Yeah, he's been great since he's been back, absolutely.
0: Yeah, he has been terrific, I think. Uh, you know, really kind of um, a steadying influence, you know. And, and he came back for the Chelsea game, didn't he? I don't think he played in those first two games.
2: Yeah. Uh, he made a difference. If you watch the games without the crowd noise on it, you can hear him shouting his head off all the time. He's the yes. one supporting everybody, so he's very important.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think he's a good influence on Diop as well. I think they, you know, I think they work really well together. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, um, uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Um, so, uh, yeah, feeling positive, sort of good uh, good um, feelings. Hopefully, you know, we'll do the business on Friday and we'll uh, see you next week. This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Don Peretta. Bye, then. Come on, you Irons.
1: Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a
0: number of people to the flu.
1: This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.